You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Sorry Dad. Dad. I will show you things. Wonderful, terrible things. We have such sights to show you. A wife and cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. You might as well get this into your head. It's for men only. So it's final, it's settled, and it's over and done with. In order for real change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 9 of Marriage Survival Boot Camp. I'm April, your host. And I'm Damon. And it's no joke. This is April Fool's Day. Yep. And today's topic is, of course, going to be senses of humor. All makes right. Makes sense, right? Yep. yep. Makes mm-hmm. sense to me. All right. So, Damon, you're going to do the housekeeping that yes. everybody hates to have to listen to? Oh, uh, it'll just be a few minutes of it. You know, you're uh, obviously listening to this on the You're Going to Meow podcast network. And, uh, you know, we have other shows to listen to as well. We have VHS Vengeance with Nick Puente and Dave. David Lowry. Uh, it's their hot takes on old B movies. Uh, you know, the kind you see in uh, video stores and late night on TBS. <laughs> I love it. They're yeah. so funny. They're great. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you should really listen to them. They're absolutely hilarious. And uh, it'll make you want to go watch those movies again just to look for the things they talk about. Yeah. Um, the other uh, show you really should listen to on our network is Boo Ha Ha with Emily Faye Coleman. She talks uh, ghost stories with uh, comedians and joke about the folklore, legends, and uh, other paranormal activities that take place around the nation. And uh, yeah, they just kind of cover how people feel about their uh, their local legends and their and their ghost stories and uh, that sort of thing. It's it's also a good listen, very funny, also somewhat educational. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And both shows, you know, this comes out on April first. Um, no joke. Uh, okay, I'll stop making that joke. Yeah. Uh, this comes out on April first, and they have both released new episodes just in the past couple of days so um let's see i I believe nick and dave had released um black dog on thursday that's right and and, uh emily had hers on wednesday on wednesday yeah Yeah. so yeah that's three brand new episodes from the network just boom 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 and within a week so yeah go listen to them yeah yeah especially if you have the day off you know take some time out yeah definitely check it out so anyway, so today is April Fool's Day, 2018, Sunday, and also Easter. Yeah, on April you know? Fool's. So, that, yeah, how often does that happen? I know. So that's really weird. You know, the thing is, uh, my birthday is April 20th, 420, dude. Um and Easter falls on my birthday like every 20 years or something like that. It's a really str- or like every 18 years or something like that. It's really weird. I can't remember, but um, I have had my birthday party on Easter Sunday before. Yeah. I think I was like eight when that one happened. And of course, my cake said happy birthday, Michelle and dad, because... Yeah, my okay. case always said Michelle and Dad. <sighs> Sex to share your birthday with somebody else. Yeah, I feel sorry for people who share their birthday with Christmas or any other holiday. It just it, yeah, or anybody else that's close to them because 
it all, you, you know, your day never gets really sad. Maybe that's why I hate birthdays so much <laughs> because I never really got to celebrate one as my own. However, this year, uh, uh, we've just had a friend move into the house with us. Um, and, uh, we're going to celebrate her moving to Oregon on my birthday. And it's a rare occasion for me to celebrate my birthday. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's 420 and her moving to Oregon. So it's kind of like sort of your birthday, but commingled with other things. Yeah, so yeah, it'll so. be all right. Yeah, it'll be all right. So, and I think it'll be fun to just have all of our friends here because we're going to really try to have a big blowout. So. Yeah. So let's talk senses of humor. Yes, definitely. Humor. Uma. I can't do. Humor. Humor. As you humor. can tell, I have a cold and I'm very sorry, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the first thing I was going to mention is, is uh, something that a lot of men complain about is that women will say, oh, I just want a man with a good sense of humor. And mm-hmm. then guys are like, I have a good sense of humor and women don't like me. No, oh. it's just that you haven't found the woman that finds your sense of humor funny. That's, That's right. the key. That when correct. women say that, they say they're wanting a man who may makes them laugh yes not because uh, you know how there's um you know how there's that thing where people talk about like when they're dating and stuff and girls are like ha, 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 and they're laughing at your stupid jokes if they're laughing at your stupid jokes you're not a man that they find as uh as having a good sense of humor exactly it's when they really truly laugh at you that at your at your stupid jokes then because you and i joke that you and i have the senses of humor of 12 year old boys right but what makes it work is that we both do so our senses of humor jive together because they're juvenile they're both juvenile we laugh at farts we laugh at dick jokes yeah absolutely oh and and some of the worst things that happen it i i think back to um (laughs) Uh, uh, Pulp Fiction yes. when they're in the car and that poor kid in the car and yeah. they, he accidentally blows the kid's His head, head off, off and we howled with laughter both, both of, of us yeah. yeah explosive howl with laughter uh, at the same exact moment it's such a sick sick, sick moment. moment yeah well and- you know that okay no go ahead I'm sorry yeah no same there similar thing happened with uh, um F is for family. Bill, <laughs> Bill Burr's animated series. Yes. There's a there's a there's a scene in that in one episode where a guy just explodes and blood goes everywhere. It's great. Right, and Bill Burr just his character stands there with his eyes just like wide open because he's like a like a. 10 year old or 12 year old boy in that that's right yeah, yeah. and uh, but of course it just made us explode with, with just absolute yeah. delight loved it oh uh the scene in uh the sylvester stallone movie uh, oh, expendables. uh expendables yes the very first the expendables. first expendables because with- in that movie there was a gun in this that yeah. had these giant caliber bullets it yeah was like- it's a shotgun it's like an automatic automatic shotgun with just yeah the very explosive bullet rounds right yeah and it takes a very large man to be even able to hold the gun like that and to fire it yeah and uh it was the terry cruz character that really loved firing this thing off and there's a scene where you're watching a hallway from like a spectator point Mm -hmm. and you see these like um you see the bad guys running through the hallway kind of through a door and suddenly one of the guys in the door exploded into mist yeah absolute missed and then the, the the very next second it was the terry cruz character holding that gigantic gun yeah and i absolutely almost paid myself laughing <laughs> i was the only person in the room it was like gun explosion me howling with laughter in a silent 
Yeah. Because uh, there's a moment, there's a split second of absolute silence after an explosion. Right. And the entire audience was completely quiet. And I let out a burst of laughter. It hurt my throat. Yeah. It was so violent. Like the, <laughs> the laughter was as violent as that. So, yeah. Yeah, we have some weird senses yeah. of humor. I like it that you you do that laughing at like inappropriate times. That's, I do. That's I your... am an inappropriate laugher. Uh-huh. I am. I always have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I laughed uh, really hard at my, my own father's funeral a couple of times. <laughs> um, well, okay, so here's this one. I know my sister Sherry. Uh, hey, Sherry, shout out to Sherry in Zephyr Hills, Florida. Whoop, right. whoop. Um, so uh, my sister Sherry and I uh, basically followed my sister Deborah, who was in Georgia. So we were in Florida. Deborah was in Georgia. Then we all got into cars and we all drove up to North Carolina where my dad had passed away. Right. Now, what you got to know is, is my dad had two families. Um, he married my mom when he was super young. He had six children. Um, my mom and dad divorced when I was eight. Dad remarried a woman who had three children, three or four children before, um, she married my dad. Um, and then after she married my dad, they had a child. And so I think they had five total and they lived up in North Carolina. Right with his second family and he raised all those kids so um when my dad passed away we all drove up to north carolina to go to this funeral and we actually um stayed with the the step family like we we knew well we stayed in a hotel but we went into their house and we did the whole like you kind of put shit aside when it comes everyone's nice to each other yeah yeah. everyone's nice to each other you just kind of put shit aside and everybody so but um I don't know. I've, I've learned over the years that everybody's funeral is different. So this was a traditional Southern style funeral. So yeah. what happened was, is everybody shows up at the family's house and brings food. And there's three days of just family sitting around, uh, visiting with each other, eating food, talking about the person who passed away, what they remember, good stories, bad stories, that sort of thing. It's very cathartic, actually. Mm -hmm. And then after that, there's a funeral. Usually on the third day, there's a funeral. And everybody goes to the funeral home, and there's the body sitting there at the front, and the preacher comes up and says a few words, and everybody... um, Everybody uh, then gets in cars, the body's put in a hearse, you drive to the graveyard, and then a few words are said at the gravesite, and they lower him in the ground. That's the way we do it. Yeah. And I've, like I said, I've heard over the years that everybody does it different. But, so, first, um, we go to uh, the viewing of the body, and so we all are there doing the viewing of the body, and... Um, it's actually, and it's again, it's it's not a sad event at this point. Uh, up to this point, it's actually kind of a festive event in our right. family. You kind of celebrate the person's life and yeah. tell stories and yeah, yeah and just to reminisce. Actually, yeah, and everybody's laughing and hugging yeah. and ca- cutting up, right? I right. mean, even dad's uh, dad's second wife uh, wasn't. I mean, I'm sure she cried at night when she was on her own, but with during the day family, with family yeah. and everybody is around, we're all cutting up and laughing and talking crazy shit. Right. And then, um, then after that, so they take the, uh, the body out to the hearse and right behind the hearse is the family car. And Ginger let my sisters and I ride with her and her kids in the hearse 
I'm sorry, the family car behind the hearse. And the hearse guy comes in, he puts the casket in, he locks it in, he goes to shut the door, and it didn't latch. And Sherry noticed it. And mm-hmm. Sherry goes, hey, that door didn't latch. And the guy's starting to walk around the car and get in to yeah. drive away. And Sherry goes, hey. And our driver is behind a glass. And right. so he doesn't hear us in the back going, Hey, the door's not latched. And right. he didn't hear it. He didn't see it either. So Sherry tries to get out of the uh, out of the car and the doors are locked because we're in a limo. So Sherry's like, oh my God. And so she starts banging on the wall and then the hearse starts to drive away. And of course it's slow, thank goodness. And at this point, I'm howling with right. laughter. Yeah. Now, Dad's widow is sitting right across from me, mm-hmm. and I am bent over, belly laughing at my sister trying to kick off her heels, yank the door open, knock on the glass, and stop it. And, of course, that door on the back of the hearse just kind of open as he started to drive away. And my sister goes, God damn it, I'm not going to see Dad come flying out of the back of that hearse. Stop this car. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm losing my shit. And Sherry, the door, the guy stops, the door's unlocked. Sherry, you know, the hearse stops. So they obviously yeah. have a way to talk to each other. Yeah. The, the hearse stops, but Sherry's already flying out the door. She is like, Dad is not going to be laughing at us with his body splayed out all over the concrete. Oh, he would too. Oh, he would. Because that's where you get your sense of humor yeah, from. Yeah, that's where we get our sense of yeah. humor from. I get my sense of humor from my dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get it from both my parents, but I think the sicker part. Part of me comes oh yeah no I, it sure. makes sense it makes a lot of sense yeah and then um so th- that's the first one so then we get to the graveside service and um they they get the body set up now ginger and her family are sitting on the front row and me and my brothers or sister and sisters are sitting on the second row so it's like his current family kind of his past family and then it's family and friends after that right and it's my one sister on one side, one sister on the other side of me, and I'm sitting there, and uh, we're on the end. And my brothers are standing beside us, so mm-hmm. they're kind of just standing up against the tent. They let all the ladies sit. It's very right. traditional Southern uh, gentleman type of thing. All the ladies are sitting, all the men are standing in the back, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there, and um, this is really horrible to tell people, but basically... Um, People were walking up and saying really nice things about my dad. Right. And Always a man of the community, you know, loved everyone. At, yeah. the, at the VA yeah. and yeah, and just loved by everyone. And we're just sitting there listening to this because this is not our experience. My dad was, uh, he was an alcoholic. He had sobered up many, many, to his credit, he had sobered up many, many years later. But when we were growing up, he was an alcoholic and he was violent and, you know, good times with him are few and far between. So we're all sitting there and one sister leans over me and looks at the other sister on the other side of me and says, do they got the right guy in the box? And we started to howl with laughter, not just me, all three of us. Yeah. But because we're at a funeral, we took our hands immediately, clasped them to our face to muffle it, and kind of all bent over, kind of in the uh, airplane protection position where you put shaking. your shaking. Yeah, and you put your face in your knees. Yeah. And we were shaking with laughter, 
And suddenly we had male relatives like patting us on the back going, it's going to be okay, girls. It's going to be okay. Which just made us laugh harder. <laughs> of course, I thought you were crying that you yeah. were overcome with grief. Yeah. And they're like trying to give us tissues. Right. It was... Yeah, that was probably one of the hardest funerals to get through, not because of that, but not just not to be laughing constantly. Because I have, I've always, this sounds so horrible. I've always enjoyed funerals. Yeah. I have always enjoyed uh, how our family is. Mm hmm during funerals it's a weird thing i mean you know people talk about how bad their families are ours always comes together yeah just perfectly for funerals yeah pop's funeral yeah yeah absolutely when my stepdad died uh we took my mom and all my brothers and sisters because johnny was still alive um and we went to a bar and we sat and they just kept bringing pictures. You didn't drink because you drove like six of us home that night. Right. And we sat and we drank. Deborah and Danny went back to the hotel. They didn't go to the bar. Yeah. Uh, Deborah doesn't drink. Uh, so, uh, but uh, all the rest of us do. So we all go to the bar. You decide to be the designated driver. And we absolutely tied one on telling stories about pops. Yep. The next morning, Florida, 10 o'clock in the morning. It right, is sunshine. 85 degrees of course. outside. And there are no trees in this graveyard. No. Flat land. Yep. Bright sunshine. And we all have hangovers. And my sister shows up. Uh, she is a big-breasted woman. Um, <laughs> like most of you in the family. Like all of us in the family. And uh, she shows off. She had on a dress, like a sundress. It's Florida, and people tend to dress a little lighter. So it's a sundress with, like, a lot of cleavage. And um, she wears good bras. And so uh, this preacher, who doesn't know our family because Not none of us really go to church. Everybody kind of does their own thing. Um, but you want to have a service. So they contact the local church to do the service. And the preacher comes out. It's like a Baptist preacher. And he, he's like, okay, let's all bow our heads. And, um, uh, what was it? Uh, let's bow our heads in prayer. And so everybody bows their head in prayer. My sister's standing right in front of this preacher. And he says, dear Lord, uh, thank you for bringing all these. And he was going to say, blessed guests. And he said, blessed breaths. <laughs> mm. And you could hear our entire family go, because <laughs> we all seized up. with uh-huh. la- Like, we're all standing out there just dying. Yeah. It was so miserable. And then we all seized up with laughter. It was pretty great. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're a morbid bunch. We're a mean bunch. I don't. As far as like personality types are concerned, you and I have two types of of senses of humor. Even though we come together a lot, right? You, when you do things you think are funny, your sense of humor is sillier and can be sharp. Like right. it'll hurt. Yes. Um, my sense of humor is mean. Right. I, it's just straight up mean. Right. There's no other way to just. And and if anybody, if you, if you want the truth of it, like my entire family is that way. We pick at each other. Right. That's so, what you consider funny is to push we, each other's buttons. Right. I actually, re- I actually recognize it as kind of really horrible. I recognize it for as horrible as it is. Right. And so I try not to use it, and I actually try to discourage my family from using it on me. But sometimes it just, it just comes out. Um, I threw a Cheerio on top of Damon's head. I've told this story before. So I'm not going to go any 
further, but he thought it was a spider, which he's deathly afraid of spiders, but it made me laugh like a hyena. Right. So. There you go. That was a good mean streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good example of a mean streak. So, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah, contrast that with my family where we get our silliness from watching Monty Python. We're a bunch of movie quoters. Every one of my family is. We watch movies and especially comedic movies. We will quote the hell out of the the comedic movies. And all of us as family, we, we know every single line of the movies, uh-huh. you know, and we can just quote them to death. And, but Monty Python is, is the fam- consensus of the family favorite. And yes. they're the silliest. If you've ever watched Monty Python episodes and or any of the movies, you know how silly they are. And we absolutely love it. And, of course, it's also juvenile humor. But, uh-huh. you know, we're, 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 we're all in for that. Yeah. And I'm talking about your dad, your your brother, your sisters, yeah. um, uh, even your dad's wife is actually, and I'm sure your mom was the same way, but they're yeah. all kind of, they all have very silly senses of humor. Absolutely. So even her parents and her brother and sister are also yeah. very silly. Um, yeah. So they're all fun to, to joke that. Too silly. Too silly. Yeah, they all love doing stuff like that. You've gotten me into quoting movies, which uh. my family thinks is crazy. They yeah. are, they're like, how do you remember that shit? Nine times out of ten, I fuck it up. I have a horrible memory, so I always fuck the lines up, but... You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, your family also loves stupid science facts. Yes. Those books. I yeah. don't know how to describe that genre of humor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. It's basically, it's in the same vein as mockumentaries, I think. It's, yeah. It's where you take, it's where you take your something sister. that looks like. Oh. Yeah, that, that should be a serious subject. You know, like if you if you bought a science book that you wanted to show to children and, and say like uh, the science of the human body, you know, and they cover different aspects of the human body, how different organs work and that sort of thing. So you take that and then, but you make something that's completely silly. You know, where do nose boogers come from? And then it's just like, you know, nose boogers come from ancient Peru or maybe, you know. <laughs> They're mined from a special cave. That's right. right to yeah, your nose by. By yeah. nose goblins. Yeah, yeah exactly, you know. Yeah. And just really ridiculous stuff and it reduces us to tears yes. absolute tears these books it and kills me i i find them too silly yeah. almost it's, yeah, it's, it's like, a why weird are you even laughing at it? yeah sometimes yeah. I, i've gotten better over the years i think over the years my sense of humor has melded with yours and we've kind of created this like april and damon sense of humor right so i do participate in some of the gality stuff now right. more than i used to yeah um and i get it more um yeah, but for a while there, I was like, I don't get this. Cl- like, what is funny about yeah, uh, is spit goblins and just like I don't under- absolutely yeah. And 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 our family also because it's related to movies loves Mystery Science Theater three thousand oh, yeah. because it's you know it's and so what we wind up quoting is we wind up quoting the commentary the pe- from the peanut gallery you right. know from from uh from uh that show so yeah it's it's just ridiculous and, and it, the sillier the better yeah. so so that's where that and comes from. i have to walk out of the room when yeah. that stuff's playing yeah i absolutely cannot take mystery science <laughs> yeah so it's funny though but when april and i come together and when you and i come together and and we have our shared sense of humor yeah. it's really i guess it's it's a little bit from each of those you yeah. know Partly silly, partly mean, so it winds up being this blend of taking silly and a um, a serious subject that you shouldn't joke about, but you do. Do anyway, and, yeah. And that's our shared sense of humor, and we come together and both laugh at those types of things. Hence the, you know, the the gross 
outlandish stuff that nobody should be laughing at we laugh at exactly and you know one another good example of like our sense of humor is um the loud explosion uh, not explosion but like loud burst of a noise yeah um i have i have physically trained myself to automatically respond to a loud noise if it occurs anywhere around me um you know how people uh, train themselves like you know people who detonate bombs and stuff like they train themselves for movies and stuff to like not flinch right when i've trained myself to not flinch when i hear a loud so i don't scare that easy anymore right but when i hear it i almost instantly throw my hands to my stomach and go oh excuse me <sighs> so for example uh, a car drives down the road and it goes boom and it backfires and yeah. i'll go oh Excuse yeah. me. Or, yeah, a truck, you know, gears down. And yeah. Like, and oh, go, man, um, those beans last ooh. night. Ooh. Yeah. And we have, I have like a dozen of them. And Damon actually has done the same thing. You're pretty, yeah. you're pretty quick on the draw. Now we actually kind of compete to see who can reply faster. That's right. Yeah. But it's automatic for both of us. And people are looking at us like, do you, you how old are you? And you still do this? <laughs> yeah. And then remember when your 18 year old sister came to visit yeah, and we like, took her to Seattle and uh-huh. we were doing this in public and she stopped and looked at us. She because I am more mature than you two. Yes. Oh my God. Yes, it's true. It is true. I mean, I, but you know, it, it would be weird. I mean, cause yeah, if one of us was like that saying, why are you so immature? And the other yeah. one was, you know, laughing at, at farty noises, then yeah, that, that would make it more difficult, but, right. but we share that. And that's, that's, that's definitely one of the things that makes this special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know what? And it just occurred to me yeah. you know, as we're sitting here talking about it, As far as your sense of humor is concerned, you know, you have, like, if you get irritated with somebody and you make a, you want to make a remark to them, your sense of humor can go sharp. Right. And your dad is the same way. That's where I I learned it from, of course. Yeah, exactly. And I bet your brother, you know, I've never really heard your brother make a real sharp comment to anyone before, but he's capable of it. I bet he is. And I mean, we've always, every time we ever get together, it's always for fun, you know, holidays and stuff like that. So there's no reason for people to get, you know sharp with each other but yeah i bet he, and i know carice is too so mm-hmm. yeah 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 definitely that's that's a definitely you know, you guys have an ability to cut to the bone if you need to yeah yeah it, well yeah and it comes from taking that and just zeroing in on the absolute worst aspect of something and pulling that out and shining a light on it and yeah. saying look at this huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so. it's it's a bad trait. Unfortunately, it's it's like the mean streak when you take mm-hmm. the mean streak too far. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have one more story. I okay. think would be perfect for this episode, and great. we'll end on that. How's that sound? Sounds great. Let's do it. Okay. So here's a fine example of why my sense of humor is the way it is. Um, I have two tattoos uh, on my arms. I on uh, my forearms have the Adams family. Now, the reason I have the Adams family tattooed on my arms is because I absolutely adore this family. Um, I can remember being very young watching the Adams family like sitting on the floor watching on one of those big console TVs you know like three inches away from it mm-hmm. um, probably getting radiated and um, I would watch this and I would watch how Adam Go- or, uh, Gomez. Gomez Adams and Morticia Adams would be with each other and I would compare that to my parents and they did not jive it wasn't the same relationship and I just remember like looking at it and thinking I'm going to be 
that. I'm going to marry Gomez Adams. That's who I'm going to marry. And so over, you know, that's just one of those things that sticks in your head, I guess, as a kid, as you grow up. And I remember like, I was really strange girl to date, you know, and I made it real hard for boys to date me. I had very specific rules. And if they broke them, I was one of those people who was like, well, see you kid. And that was it. Like there was no, uh, I had my hard nose or my hard nose. And so when I met Damon, I realized I was like, oh, I've married I've married my Gomez Adams. And so I was like, I don't put people's names on me and I don't put, um, I'm not ever going to put Damon's image on me. So I just, it's just a weird superstition. I can't really drop for some reason. So I decided I would put a representation of our marriage on me. And so that's why I got Gomez and Morticia Adams on my arms. So that being said, when I was little, my dad took me to a uh, like pet store and we went in and uh, or no, I'm sorry, a nursery. And we went in um, and there were like, you know, flowers and trees and vegetables and all those seeds and all that shit. And the guy goes, uh, my dad like pushes me up to the counter and he says, tell the man what you want. And I said, uh, I would like a man eating plant, please. Just like they have in the Adams family, right. Cleopatra. I wanted a Cleopatra. In fact, I think I was going to name it Cleopatra. And, uh, I now know that standing behind me was my father looking at the man giving him the monkey signals to say, hey, play along. Yeah. So the gentleman bends down, looks at me, and he goes, you know what? I just sold the last man-eating plant like an hour ago. I don't have any more. I'm so sorry. And I was disappointed, of course. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, okay, thank you. And I turned around to leave. And, and, you know, and, uh, and the guy goes, hey, wait a minute, what? what were you going to feed your, your man-eating plant? And uh, probably about four years old, blonde hair, blue eyes, turned around, looked the man dead in the face and said, people. You've been listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me 20. <laughs>